Well, welcome to the decompression chamber. I'm your host, Andrea, and joining me this week is my shipmate, Cody Marshall. Really excited to have him on. How are you doing today, Cody? Doing great. How are you doing, Andrea? I'm doing awesome. Really appreciate you doing this and uh, taking time out of your busy Saturday to uh, sit down and tell you about uh, your life story. No problem. Awesome. So yeah, we'll, we'll start at the beginning. Where, where are you from? Well, I was born and raised in Chico, California. It's this little town in uh, Northern California. Yeah. If you know Sierra Nevada, you know Chico for a well, a little bit of Chico. So <laughs> probably heard stories of Chico State, but yeah, the the five three zero. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> okay. And what All was right. your upbringing like? Uh, like there? It was actually pretty good. My dad was a um, was a part of the Butte County Sheriff's Office, so I got a lot of I got taught a lot of discipline as a child. Nothing bad. Just my parents were very strict as you could say and sure my mom was a stay-at-home mom and awesome that was most of my that's most of my childhood life anyway so yeah 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 good old uh good old northern california i do uh any skiing or any sports or anything around there well, when I was really, uh, my mom had me do um uh what is it competitive swimming okay and i did that from the ages of i think Eight, seven or eight until I was in high school. Oh, wow. Like two, a freshman year of high school. After that, I was like, I'm done with all the cramps in my legs when I'm swimming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done doing sports and wish I kind of kept with it now, but. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, yeah. it, it, well, it's, it's good when you're a kid, at least like, I mean, you probably don't have any dreams, nor did your mother of you going to the Olympics or anything like that, but it teaches you you know, a useful life skill. It's good to know how to, you know, yeah. navigate uh, water and, uh, you know, discipline, <laughs> being on a team. So all all yeah. good things. Okay. And uh, did you, uh, growing up, did you know anyone in the military or what was your exposure to it? Um, I think for me, the exposure to the military was mostly um, when the street we grew up on, it was right next to the um, veterans um, I forget what they called it. It was a veterans hall. That's it. Okay. And we were right next to it. So we typically see the JROTC like marching up and down our street. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was in the U S air force about the time of Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. And I, my, I didn't know this about until later in life, but my mom was interested in, uh, joining the air force as well mm -hmm. but being that she had me very young yeah that was put old and just never happened so yeah, yeah. um other than that it was also movies i was actually I, so we my parents took me to a uh, um, little town and we um up here in northern california chester i believe okay and we went with some friends up to a cabin and there was a civil war reenactment going on and Oh, I wanted to go and I saw that I got really into the civil war, but you know, serving your country, that sort of thing. I was like, this is pretty awesome. And that's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, I was a very young at the time. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but still it, that's, yeah, we saw, um, I don't think we really had civil war reenactments. I, I grew up, uh, South of you in Bay area in, uh, East wow. Bay. Um, Damn. we didn't have, uh, 
Civil War reenactments, at least in my recollection. But like we kind of had one in eighth grade where we'd throw like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you'd put yeah, it. We in, did like, that in eighth grade. Well. <laughs> saran ra- flower and saran wrap and like tie it off with a rubber band and pelt each other with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was the extent of our civil war reenactments, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Cause I mean, they really get into it. They've got the uniforms and know how to fire the muzzle loading rifles, all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's kind of your exposure to it growing up is, you know, air force, you got some family with exposure to that. You see, see the military, but, uh, but of course you joined the Navy. So, uh, so walk me through that. When, when does, uh. When does Cody start discerning whether or not he should join? Well, excuse me. Um, it was 2007, 2008. I, well, no, it was 2008. Uh-huh. Just graduated high school. I was working at Wendy's and I was like, I mean, this place is great, but, you know, it's like I want to broaden my horizons. And I like one, one day I wanted to be a writer, just like, you know, write stories. And my dad sure. was like, like, why don't you, well, if you've joined the military, why don't you become a desk clerk? And I'm like, yeah, be, but they don't experience anything. They don't see anything. They just right. do paperwork. Yeah. So I was like, I decided I'm going to look at all four branches. And I didn't even think about the Coast Guard because there was no recruiter in our hometown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you'd have to call in a recruiter or you'd have to go, I don't know, you'd have to go way out of town. So I'm like, I'm oh, not wanting to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I started with the army. They were nice guys, but I, but I was like, nah, I don't feel, I don't feel this is right. Mm-hmm. And then I did, uh, then I tried the, um, let's see, Air Force, Marine Corps. I tried the Marines. Mm-hmm. They seem pretty cool, but yeah. And when I was a kid, yeah, I wanted to join the Marines, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, I'm not as athletic as them. I'm yeah. Like, you turn into I don't a think... running fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I can't do that. My parents kind of pushed me towards the Air Force. Sure. But I started looking at all of their stuff. I'm like, I qualified for um, like just with my ASVAB score or something like that. They're like, oh yeah, you could be these. What is it? Um, I'm trying to remember what they called them. The um, PJs, PJs. That's oh, it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Or in something like that. But then they were like, some of the disqualifications are, do you have any nasal allergies? And I'm like, uh, well, I'm out. Like I've got everything under the sun on that. Yeah. Um, Collins mold. So I was like, nope, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to the Navy. I was okay. just asking about them. And it, it was one of the branches that didn't really promote itself that I remember that yeah. much. So I was like, is interesting so i started talking to the guy and the, my recruiter was a petty officer second class with the cvs can't remember his name really nice guy but my mom when she went and saw him talked to him with me yeah. she noticed that one of his pinky nails was like extremely long and she ah. was like you know what that means right oh boy and i was like i don't, I don't remember <laughs> and she was like they do i was like Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't they get drug tested? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I was like, um, yeah. So I did the, um, I did the ASVAB through them mm-hmm. and I got all these jobs. I think I got about a 79 or an 80 or something oh, like damn. that. 
Yeah, Brainiac. Oh, I got pretty high, and I was um, – they gave me a huge list of jobs, like potential jobs. Mm-hmm. And it was like Master at Arms, Gunner's Mate, uh, Bosun's Mate. Yeah. Just many others. And I had – luckily, my mom was uh, working for a guy who was prior Navy, mm-hmm. and he was a Gulf War vet – or. I wouldn't even say Gulf War vet. He uh, he was reserves, got injured before the Gulf War, couldn't go. Yeah, he was yeah. in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I went and brought all this to him, and I'm like, so what does what? And yeah, I chose Master at Arms, and if I didn't go Master at Arms, I would have gone Gunner's Mate. So oh, for sure. But, Maybe blow some stuff up, shoot some things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, those are all good jobs. All the classic Navy jobs right there. Yeah. And uh, I chose and I joined the debt program. And then April 7th. Yeah, April 7th, mm-hmm. 2009, I left Chico from Sacramento to go to Great Lakes and start boot camp. Uh, <laughs> yes. Great mistakes. Off you go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> April. Yeah. I, okay. So you joined a few months earlier than I did, but same year. So, okay. What was, uh, what was boot camp like going off in April? Oh my gosh. I was, um, now of course I, I remember people telling me and they were always telling me, don't believe your recruiter. It's like, yeah. if he says your job never has to swim, still learn to swim. In fact, I, I tell people that no matter what branch, mm-hmm. learn to swim. Oh, for sure. So, as soon as we got there and we got the speech while we were on the bus, like, you know, I want you to do this, 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 this. And we got pulled inside the building and it was the golden 13. I can't remember. I, it's yeah, been so yeah. long. I think you're right. I, and they were telling us to line up. I was like, I messed up. I, or I felt that I was like, Oh crap. I, um, <laughs> I did something wrong. I shouldn't have, but I was like, I'm here already. And I better just tough it out hopefully everything will be all right yeah and i gosh i was so i was so tired that day (laughs) just like i hadn't slept and yeah now we were up for over 24 hours Mm -hmm. and gosh that was just the longest week for p days oh yeah oh my god yeah they were the Um, worst yeah and I had, I think you had the NWU type ones when you went through boot camp, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the utilities. I had the oh, old. Oh wow, we so, were that near the cutoff, the the switchover. You had utilities. Yeah, so I noticed that throughout boot camp, every time, every week, every new uh, or the old, um, uh, what was it? the old section would graduate, and then there'd be more and more of these blue digital uniforms, and less and less of these utilities. Yeah, yeah, and. So, at least I got to experience something that you didn't get to. Yeah. Oh, my. Just taking care of those things. I know that you, um, the NWUs, you didn't have to iron them. So, I know you guys still had to stay up. You had to polish your boots. Of course. We had to spend at least 15 minutes ironing these things every night. What what a waste of time. (laughs) 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 You know, for Um, a uniform, you know, especially if you go master at arms, you're never going to wear again. So yeah just silly I mean, it was pretty cool but it was just like if you messed up the crease on one of, on the back yeah and you did like a double crease oh man you 
there was no way of getting it out no no matter how hard you tried no, no so so what is it the swim call was a big thing for me yeah. so i didn't really know what to expect i was just like it, it is let's just see what happens yeah yeah um, i mean but you swim you know swam competitively, competitively in your upbringing so i mean you could do it yeah, yeah. so but I, I still i didn't know what to expect and i was right. just let's see what happens yeah and i passed everything and then when they did the the, the drop off that 10 foot platform that scared the crap out of me oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it was just the, the falling it's like i was just like oh god yeah. but the funny thing was i was nowhere near the front of the group i was kind of in the middle Mm-hmm. So most people were still in the water, still trying to do that 15 or 50 meter swim. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and me, I'm just like going and I'm like, I'm behind all you people, but I'm moving faster than you. I, I, I got finished before them. Oh, awesome. I was like, yeah, I was kind of like, ah, that's a little embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was blown away how many people didn't know how unprepared some people were for boot camp, you know, it's yeah, like, you didn't know you had to swim. You didn't do anything to pre- <laughs> nothing. Amazing. And again, I, I tell people that when uh, they join, it's like, like, Hey, do you swim? And they're like, no, I'm in the army. Well, you're still going to have to, or I'm going into the army. It's like, well, you still have to pass a swim qualification. Yeah. You just want to make sure if you fall out, say of a boat or of a, any kind of aircraft, or you end up in the middle of the ocean or, a sea or a lake. It's true. That's how to swim. Yeah. So, I didn't know that the army had a swim test, but you know, as you're saying, that would make sense. Yeah. To have one for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if the space force has a swim test just in case. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> if, if not, they should, you know, I oh, mean, yeah. so much of the earth's surface is water. You're going to wind up in it at some point probably. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, you get you get through. Well, you got through the hard part first with the with the drop, and then get to yeah. show show off your or uh, showcase your skills with the swim, and then <laughs> then there's the dead man's float. How'd you do with that? Oh, pretty good. I I remember they put they had us get into that um, those coveralls and basically do that whole splash the air in and then just hold it. And I was like, this is pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, I was um, blown away. Yeah, and then the like the actual just laying in the water and like coming up for a breath and then going back down. I that one was a little more, you know. Yeah. It was a little weirder for me because I've done that, but we done it on our backs instead of our stomach for some reason. So it was a oh, little interesting. It was a little odd. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. and uh the rest of boot camp was kind of up and down for me. Yeah, but I remember my mom's uh, boss telling me uh go through it as quietly as possible yes not make waves and i achieved this at one point mostly <laughs> about me they stopped putting me on the watch bill for because they just forgot about me so i was like perfect hey yeah. but then they noticed it and they were like oh we're putting you back on i'm like damn it <laughs> yeah yeah I but, can't um, win them all, but hey, at least, you know, got through a few weeks uh, on Easy Street. More <laughs> than most can say, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, they grabbed me as a stick uh, in the middle of boot camp. So the flag bearer. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was 
I was kind of in the middle of the, the height wise. I was in the middle and I was like, wait, you want me to be a flag bearer? I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. I thought they so, usually pick the shorter guys for that, right? Yeah. I, I don't okay. know. I was like, this is odd, but I ain't going to argue. I can't argue. So, um, <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, what, what was your division number? Or do you remember? Oh, gosh. It was, um, I honestly don't remember. It was, um, I mean, probably had to be in the 200s, right? I believe so. Yeah. If I remember it, I'll let you know, but I cannot think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. And I was in an integrated division. I tell people that now, and they're like, what? Like, they think something racist. I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And female division. So usually divisions are male only. Right. So, Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting. I, you know, obviously all females are in an integrated division. There's no female yeah. only divisions. Um, there's just not, probably not the numbers. Um, but yeah, some male divisions were all male, especially like the, uh, the 800 divisions, the special operations guys, uh, yeah. were all male. Um, 900, I think was, they were all integrated, but uh, but yeah, there were a few that were that were all male, and I heard all sorts of great stories. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, all right, you get there in April, so you're graduating what, like early June ish or late May? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So late May, early June. Awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, right after that, you're you're headed to Texas, right? Heck yeah, I knew that. Awesome. I just because that morning it was the like three or four days something a week after graduation mm-hmm. there we were supposed to be up and ready to go and we had to be up by 2 a.m something that was like really early in the morning so wow. so we could get on the bus we could go to the airport and they could just take us right over mm-hmm. and uh, the so we stopped at um we went to the uso and we we're like we have couple hours before our flight of course and I'm an, I'm, yeah and i'm an avid reader so i was like i've not read a novel in two months i kind of need to get my fix yeah yeah so i went straight to the bookstore there and i was like i'm hoping they have a star wars novel but i'll take just about anything science fictiony or yeah and for some reason i got that tom clancy splinter cell novel i can't remember the actual title of it but it was like yeah uh, it it works. It works. So, yeah. awesome. <laughs> and then flight to Texas was like to Georgia, and then to Texas, uh, San Antonio. Yeah, yeah San some, Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. And of course, then we got the bus ride over, and we're all in our dress white. So it's like that's perfect because it's bright as hell, and yeah, and everybody can well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we get there, we get our rooms and they're like, okay, you guys, uh, it's just about, what is it? Dinner time, go over to the galley, get yourself something to eat. Um, we had to get in our utilities for that. And then we'd okay. run back over and we went out and we got, uh, uh, stuff from the exchange stuff we needed. And then, uh, we would do our final formation. That was about it for the first day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, keep it light. I mean, you've been up since 2 a.m., so <laughs> 1 a.m. Texas time, so. Or yeah. no, I guess, yeah, 2 a.m. They're both central time. Never mind. But yeah, uh, but yeah that's okay. So yeah, you, you get in and uh, I mean, was it a while? Like, did you have to be in a holding company for a while? Or did you guys class up right away? What was it like? Uh, we had to do a week of probably holding company, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So we had to take, take these classes and um, <clears throat> or this class and it was so hard to do. Just not really difficult because the mm-hmm. class is just because we were so used to, you know, being up and active, moving, and now we're told to sit in a classroom and just listen to these presentations, and yeah. everybody's falling asleep, including me. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're so, so boring. The whole stand up at the back of the classroom, take a knee, the pain will wake you up. and Yes. Yeah, just get <laughs> up and moving. Don't relax. Whatever you do, just stay away. I was so happy when we finally got to uh, start. Uh, does it do it? Like, the actual course for yes. master arms yeah and <laughs> oh man that first week was the um the oc spray week the, yes. just the getting that ready and oh my gosh i was i didn't know what to expect i'd never been pepper sprayed before never been mazed even yeah. though my dad was a police officer he's not gonna waste his to, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> although my parents did during high school try to wake me up by taking my dad's taser and like just opening the door when I wouldn't wake up turning it on oh, and then that would get my attention oh man I would what wake up so it? fast I did not need coffee after that so no, no who would holy shit yeah. so the week of the test comes and I'm just dreading it because I'm like I don't know what to expect oh yeah well they tell you everything you're just like oh my god it sounds like my eyes are gonna melt out of my face and then they're telling you there's 1% of the population that will not have any reaction to this. Yeah. That it's like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> I hope, I, hope I'm hope i the 1%, yeah. <laughs> God, please be me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, so it was my turn, finally, and my, uh, was it my mentor, or not my mentor, but my, my class uh, supervisor, or I forget what they called them, MA1 yeah. Offit. Love mm-hmm. that guy. He's pretty awesome. I remember Offit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great dude. Yeah. So he's like, he's giving me the pep talk. I still have pictures from that on my Facebook. And just like, he's giving me the pep talk. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So they have me turn around and then they have me turn back around. They spray me, open my eyes and oh, it burns. And, oh yeah. you know, I'm like trying to get my eyes open but it's like so painful and of course i'm i'm going through massive amounts of willpower to not put my hands on my eyes and trying to rub it out and i was like no 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 no, don't do that yeah just and through it i thought i kind of fumbled my way through the course but afterwards like getting all the johnson johnson baby soap in your eye and yeah washing it out and they were like dude you were a beast like oh that's great i was like damn okay and uh then they reminded us like okay guys when you get back to your barracks remember to wash your damn sheets after you take a nap because oh yeah you will get reflash in 24 hours i got reflash as soon as we got back to the barracks (laughs) because our our, um, 
our guide on had to go back into the classroom. She was blind, half blind at this point to go get the flag. Yeah. And, and she comes back out and, um, of course, like we're all standing in the hot sun, our eyes are closed and the heat's just raining down on us. I am like, I can't barely see. Yeah. yeah. So once oh, we so get painful. back to the shade and we got the rest of the day off. So as soon as we get back to the shade and we run back to the room, like I feel the reflash coming. I'm like trying to fumble with the door key to open the door, get in there yeah. and jump straight in the shower. Yeah. yeah. And after that, um, I, I didn't nap. I laid in bed and just watched some TV on my tablet or a couple of YouTube. I forget what. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's time to go to dinner. I get in my uniform and I'm walking outside. And then I realized something. It's like at sunset. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing my vision is crossing because of this. Oh, God. So That's I'm so like, sad. I have to stop. Otherwise, I'm going to trip over something and bust my teeth in. Oh, so yeah. I close one eye and then I walk with one eye open. <laughs> I probably looked like I'd lost an eye or something, but I was like, it's the only way I can actually see outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't remember having that big of problems with my vision, but that, that makes sense. Like, it's uh, pretty, pretty oh, painful, yeah. pretty memorable. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. And- and the through. rest of a school was pretty simple. Um, yeah. yeah. There's, well, there's a lot of stuff my dad taught me. And mm-hmm. so Good. yeah, when we graduated, my parents, my mom, my dad didn't come cause well, he had to work. So my mom came down, she, uh, she pinned me and. Oh, great. Then we went and uh, we went to her, one of her friend's houses and, or one of our one of our friends and we had dinner there they offered me a beer and i was 19 at the time and of course the old california logic and law comes in like you have to be 21 they're like oh this is texas you can you can have a beer if you want <laughs> i still said no i'm like thank you but I'm, i don't think that'd be a good idea i was good for you i, I was just like look let's i'll hold off on it and then yeah better safe than sorry right I mean, you just yeah. graduated Master at Arms A school. They they keep <laughs> telling you to live beyond reproach, and uh, you know you did that at nineteen. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So we get home. I do. Uh, I'm supposed to only get two weeks of leave, but they keep telling me your orders have not come in at the time. So interesting. I was like, okay, so what do you want me to do? They're like, you can just stay where you are. We'll send you your orders when you when we get them. I was at home for a month. I was like. Wow. I was definitely like every day I was like emailing this guy, calling him like, Hey, uh, sorry to bother you. Are my orders in? Yeah. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Wow. So I was like, I'm probably going to owe the Navy something for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They were like month paid vacation. Yeah. (laughs) But of course it was like, I was during some tests we had during um, a school that, we started getting like our orders or our, where we were going to be going. Right. Half the class was going to Bahrain. A good chunk was going to San Diego. And then there's like groups of people. There's no singular person going anywhere mm. by themselves, okay. except for me. Ah. It's, like, it's like, you're going to Gitmo. I was like, oh, okay. And Fantastic. I had really, 
<laughs> I hadn't really known anything about Guantanamo except what some people have said, but I was like, I didn't listen to it because yeah. I don't care. It's, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do so, about it? Yeah. So I got a hold of my sponsor from, from Gitmo and I started talking to him, asking him about the base and like, hey, can I bring my cell phone? Because I was on my mom's plan. They're like, you can, but there's no radio time hours down here so you're not gonna get unless it's like a spy phone or something so yeah i was like damn it okay um but uh when i flew down there mm-hmm. i didn't my sponsor had stopped talking for some reason turns out he was on leave so uh-huh. i was like okay i was like should i come in uniform like a dress uniform or should i come in civilian clothes so i didn't get that answered so i leave uh sacramento in my dress uniform yeah. And then when I get to Florida or just, yeah, just before Florida, I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't be wearing this. So I grabbed a pair of um, shorts from my PT shorts because I didn't have any other type of pants with me at the time. Jeez. Oh, and I was just like, please let nobody notice. Nobody noticed, but you know, I wore uh, just a plain old t shirt over that. And yeah. This was like, damn. <laughs> and yeah. he flew in on the plane with me, which mm-hmm. was. I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh my gosh, man. And so, and the, gosh, when I got to get my, I did not know what to expect. It's like, you see movies, TV. I know NCIS goes on, goes down to get every few seasons or something, or the show anyway. Right, right. And of course, some people have like, you know, they do movies like a few, a few good men has a setting in Gitmo and, Mm-hmm. it is nothing like what people say or what people describe it oh, is yeah because as you're describing i'm trying to work it out in my head like what does it look yeah. like and it's like oh i got nothing like okay, i've been so... to <laughs> been to bases but <laughs> yeah you can look up uh, naval station guantanamo bay later but so basically the it's a uh, base that is completely surrounded by a minefield so there's ah, two fences. There's our fence. There's about secure. a mile or two mile um, area around that fence mm-hmm. that's just chock full of communist mines, and then wow. the communist fence line. Okay. So, and then there's a bay wow. in the middle of the um, the base that cuts the base in half. So we landed on the leeward side of the base, so the mm-hmm. left side of the base as you're facing north. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like the sparsely populated area of the base. There's only like a small group of people that live there permanently. Okay. Everybody lives on the, most people live on the windward side of the base. So you have to take a ferry across. And Interesting. Actually, we didn't take a, we didn't take a ferry. We, um, so was it the Harbor Patrol unit had shown up ah. down there and we asked them, Hey, uh, we get a ride. We're part of NAFSTE, Gitmo. Uh, we're part of a, what is it, security? We're going to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, sure thing. They we get our stuff. They take us across. And Off you there go. was all these, yeah, that was pretty nice. There's That's all these mangroves. Cool. And <laughs> yeah. And they were like trying to tell us what they could. And they're telling us about the Gitmo River Bridge. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's uh, interesting. I never heard of that. And yeah. So, when I got when we got there, we had to go get our key cards so we could get our rooms. And right. one of my one of the guys I showed up with, he um what was it? Somebody was sleeping in his bed. 
like his roommate had a buddy over but he was sleeping oh got it okay yeah i was like um we okay we're not like overbooking people at the yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that point that'd be uh that'd be something overbooking overbooking the barracks write a sitcom about it yeah so was it the first two three weeks we did in processing and we went around on the base and we just saw as much as we possibly could mm-hmm. and it was kind of interesting because if it's like it's kind of like the 1950s for the usa yeah kind of has that feel and that look sure not the cars but like the buildings they all look like they're from the 1950s 1960s got it okay. and i was like this is actually kind of nice here and yeah seems and like- one and like we were asking about the beaches we're like so where's the white sandy beaches this is the caribbean man we should see these yeah most of them were like full of uh broken dead coral because that's oh. what it is it's just a yeah. coral reef that's dried up and oh interesting i yeah, had so, no idea so i was i never wore sandals out there just because and oh, i was no, like you I'm cut your feet up yeah Oof. and um so yeah the first few weeks were just processing in and then we went to the academy and that was that was pretty interesting yeah because the first few days they just had us working on uh guard sheds and you know trying to get them all ready to go that yeah they yeah. put out where they needed to and um yeah i would just just that and then when we got to the um, actual training it was stuff we'd already done and of course we had to mm-hmm. just relearn and make sure we're all up to date of course yeah mm-hmm. yeah and when i finally got out to the um uh, got out to my section i was put in delta section it's a night shift our night crew and we were just kind of thrown in with people so yeah yeah <laughs> and um yeah, we were driving around. It's kind of interesting just to see what everything is. And mm-hmm. um, now, after about now, 2 a.m. Were you, uh, so what were some of the jo- different jobs that you could have? Like detainee ops, uh, Harbor Patrol, obviously. And then, I mean, what were you doing? So detainee uh, was um, taken care of by Joint Task Force. So okay. it was a combination. And they were specially trained. It's like, oh, they, yeah, you have to be. Yeah, extremely specially trained. Um, yeah, there was Harbor Patrol, Patrolman, uh, Desk Sergeant, um, mm-hmm. Dispatcher. Of course, you had Sentry duty. So of course, every awesome. base does. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so I did a lot of Sentry duty and did a lot of uh, <clears throat> patrolling too. Cool. It wasn't until later on, like they started putting me on harbor because i passed my swim qual there and they put me out there yeah yeah and uh yeah i swear i never had to write ticket i it's well just talking and just dealing with the people of gitmo it's like we have the we had the um the amount of people that would be on aircraft carriers about five thousand people on base oh wow i didn't realize it was that big yeah so we basically had to babysit all of them (laughs) (laughs) of course you do of course so i'd had um calls that were just like 
one was that comes to mind that some joint task force guys got drunk after their day of work and the next day off as one does yeah and all of a sudden we got the um we got a call in the 911 system saying that somebody set a chair on fire we got the address we go to them and it's a government property chair comes with the uh, with the uh housing so it's government property okay and we asked them so what the heck were you thinking yeah like (laughs) Oh, we uh, we got drunk and we wanted, so we had to arrest them. We had to get their statements. We, and it was just, it was like, oh my gosh. So you, you have a day off and you decided let's light something on fire. Yeah. Well, some people are pyros. What are you going to do? <laughs> the fire water um, will bring it out in them. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah, after a while I, it got boring and get my, we had to, just because yeah. it's like a very small base, you can't go out in town. If you wanted to go off island, you had to have leave. You had to fly out, and yeah, yeah. But you know, we also had to do airport security, which was also pretty fun to do because oh. you would. Uh, look, it's easier when you have a armed force already there. So sure, sure. And um, so some people would forget, like, you can't bring this. So we had a um, construction, our CB, mm-hmm. put his X-Acto knife in the um, in his carry-on. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. were just like, That's a big yeah, no-no. you can't take this with you, man. So we had to, we had to confiscate it. And, uh, bummer. And, of course, we had Jamaicans and Filipinos work on the island for us to do, like. Yeah. And the they're... Jamaicans would go home for a couple weeks. They'd come back, and they were told, like, you can bring back two bottles of rum and they're about yay big yay yeah, big around yeah. very small mm-hmm. and they're given like this box that you can put two in comfortably i don't know how they do this but they are ingenious they cut the box up they duct tape it in a, such a way that they can fit 20 in there damn and of That's course impressive. we're just like and of course nobody told us like you have to confiscate that it's like hey i applaud you man you're <laughs> yeah if you're that that driven i'm gonna let it slide you know if it's yeah, up to me i should have i should have told him like hey um you give me one bottle and we'll i'll look the other way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there you go i'm surprised uh you know well i guess they gotta let him come in with something but yeah no I'm, i imagine no provisions no allowances for them uh bringing in weed yeah no no in fact anytime there was a drug runner that would get shot and that weed would go overboard and that would wash up on our beaches. We were supposed to get out there first. Ah, yeah. Because somehow the word would get around and people would come and get it. And oh, of course, they're much more motivated than yeah than <laughs> the centuries on base. That's yeah. funny. So, how many years were you down in Gitmo? Did two or so? Originally, I was only supposed to be down there for eighteen months. Months, year and a half. Okay. But about two months in, they're like, hey, uh, new Navy regulation. If you are there for, uh, if this is your first command, you're going to be there for 30 months. So two and a half years. I was like, damn, okay. I tried to fight it. I I signed the paperwork, all of that, but uh, got denied or something. I was like, you know what? I'm here. Might as well. Yeah, yeah. And... That's yeah. a long time for your first command and, you know, bottom <laughs> of the totem pole and everything else. Damn. Oh, yeah. That's rough. It so, was. Uh, how long were you sentry? And then, like, at what point during those 30 months did you move over to, to harbor? 
so Sentry, I was there for about six months till I got my patrolman qualification. Okay. And that it was after that it was um, I forget how long, but I um, got to work with Harbor pretty quickly and nice. I was kind of pancaked between the two, so you know sometimes it would base, but I couldn't really do that until I got my two forty qual. Right. And I didn't get right. to fire the two forty in uh, a school because the Marines took the last of the ammo and they fired it all. Of and course. Yeah. That, that was the story we got. So I was like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. But when I got to fire that thing, it was so fun and. Yeah, it's and, something else, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm. What was it the uniforms in Gitmo were originally very nice? So uh, us in security, we got those beat old BDU uniforms, the green. Yeah, uniforms. I remember those. I had them. Yeah, those in Washington awesome. State. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they decided that we're going to go to the NW Type Ones. And at first, I was like, okay, I knew very little about the uniform. Right. I didn't realize it's a winter uniform. There's no summer variation. Nope, it's like wearing denim. Oh but thicker somehow yeah, and acrylic, not cotton. <laughs> yeah. so, it's just awful. <laughs> so I, um, when I finally got my set go or a couple of sets, I started realizing even after washing them, I was like, what am I smelling? And then I realized oh, right. that's me. I'm smelling this on me. I'm smelling. Yeah. All it just of doesn't that. Come out. And it's very humid in Gitmo. So you're getting a lot of that smell as well. Yeah. And I was, of course, we were making complaints to our training command, like, you know, these uniforms suck. Oh, yeah. Can we get something different? It's something. like, yeah, can we do like what actual police officers do? And we could do like a sheriff's uniform. We have the khaki top, the green trousers that are really durable. Or at least but, let people wear coveralls. Like, even that would be somewhat yeah. of a relief. It's just yeah. thinner material. Yeah. But we were, our, our police fell on deaf ears. Our chain of command was like, we love this uniform. It's very comfortable. I'm like, yeah, you sit in an office all day. Yeah. Yeah. AC we're out here sweating our. Oh yeah. So it I was, was really so glad much. to shave my head throughout all of Gitmo because it just was so damn hot. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it was just oppressively hot. Cause like, you know, Washington state, we had the BDUs the whole time. I yeah. think, you know, when we came in on like our training Tuesdays or whatever, we wear blueberries, fine, what you know, whatever. But very seldom we wore the blueberries. Yeah. And then when I got over to Bahrain, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't do BDUs here. I I think it was like the last of the desert camo when I got, I got over there, but I wasn't issued that. So we had to wear blueberries. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Until we could get our type threes and like breathe yeah. a little bit. They weren't yeah. that much better, but at least they weren't the, you know, polyester denim <laughs> that the that the blueberries <laughs> were. My God, those are a nightmare. So how long did you have to wear uh, the type ones uh, before you got the hell out of Gitmo? Oh, man, I had to wear them until the day I left. Well, yeah, and, yeah. But how, when did they institute it? Like how many months um, did you have to wear them? Probably three months after or I got there, so about I was wearing those things for about 27 months. Holy and, cow, that's awful. Yeah, well, what was um, one of the worst things we had happened in Gitmo for me was um, <clears throat> it was um, the earthquake in Haiti. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah early 2000, was it mid 2000? I think it was early, yeah, it was early 2010. Just mm -hmm. got my rifle, Paul, and 
we had kept hearing that something was happening, but I get back to the barracks. I throw my uniform in the wash because I've been out in the hot sun all day. And then I'm like sitting in the rec center, just enjoying myself. I was talking to my family on my laptop. All of a sudden I get a tap on my shoulder. I look up. It's one of my fellow MAs. He's like, Hey, uh, we got a recall. I'm like, Oh, damn it. I tell him my uniform's in the wash. What do you want me to do? Yeah. He's like, I don't know, but. So I had to go to this thing in a wet uniform, fully uh, washed, but it was like wet. Yeah. So I'm already uncomfortable. And of course we go and our security officer at the time hated this guy because every time he would talk, he would start then getting louder. Like he was getting angry. And it's like, we were like, what's going on, man? Yeah. Just tell us. Yeah. He was telling us like, you know, earthquake happened in Haiti. Um, uh, what was it? We we're going to three sections. Uh, so we're going to be working every single day. Mm-hmm. So it was night, day, or no, it was morning, afternoon, and then night shift. Okay. So we were just like, I was like, oh, fuck, I am. <laughs> yeah, that's so some serious shit. We had to, so I got the night shift, of course, and we started doing that. And we were like wondering, why is all this happened like well we knew what was happening but it's like why are they having us do three shifts yeah and, yeah it does seem kind of strange and we didn't learn about this until at the end of it but mm. it was due to the fact that they were believing that ten thousand haitian migrants were going to be coming over to guantanamo and then oh. possibly to the u.s or something like that okay but yeah, yeah. we did not know that and so I was like, so you're wasting manpower. You're tiring this out now. Yeah. And then it's going to happen if they do come over. They never did. But oh, it was right. just, why uh, why do that to us? Yeah, it seems insane. But yeah, yeah. the Navy's never really been good at managing resources. It's always misuse and <laughs> no. abuse. So, yeah. Wow. So but, how long were you guys basically like, you know? Two months. Two months. Two months. Now they started Holy giving shit. us like days off, like one day off a week. And I, I had to call my parents after that and like tell them like, Hey, I'm going to be busy. Mm-hmm. I will talk to you when I can. I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I swear. I, I swear there's gaps in my memory about that two months. Cause oh, yeah, I don't remember how I fed myself. Probably just going to the uh, mini mart and grabbing whatever junk I could. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Did you guys even have a galley down there? Or it, we did, but it, but it was, was um, you had to pay to use it unless you were joint task force, which I was like, so why do I have to pay to go to the galley? So I was just I was like, yeah. you know, I'll go to the NEX. I will buy my own groceries and yeah, yeah. that'll do it for me. Got it. Yeah. yeah, wow. But gosh. Then once all that lifted, we were just like, our Seco was like, all right, guys, so you want to go back to the original schedule, which was a 3-2-2-3 schedule, or do you want to keep this one? Everybody's hand shot up for the original schedule. Oh, yeah. Days off, and yeah, yeah, it was 12-hour days, but, you know, less of them. Right, right. Yeah, you're putting in your hours in a different way, and yeah, Yeah. getting, getting some sleep. Holy cow. A nightmare. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> managed to get off of that. You you do thirty months, do some harbor time, do some, uh, 
do a two month nightmare schedule. Hopefully, you know, Peter down from that. Um, when, uh, yeah. about how far out from the end of your 30 months, do you realize where you're going next? Probably, um, three or four months before that. Okay. They, and they were like, uh, well, you're going to Bahrain. That's like, and I was like, okay, cool. Now they were like, so do you want to go Harbor? Do you want to go land side? And I thought land side would be good because then I could walk around, I could stretch my legs and, you know, actually do something. But yeah, when I, but whatever Navy gods were there, they decided <laughs> you're going Harbor. And I was like, okay, I've got the call for it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. And the weird thing I remember about Gitmo was there was no hurricanes that came through while I was there. Is oh, they get get them pretty frequently. You just they get them like once it. a year or something like that. But I'd been there for two and a half years, never seen a hurricane there. So very lucky. Yeah, we had a tropical depression, which when we were on the harbor doing that uh, shift, mm-hmm. um, we had this radar that would show like you know disturbances in the water as these yellow dots. Oh, yeah. That whole screen was yellow during that. It was raining so hard that it's like, you know, we're going to moor up and we're just going to watch movies on our little mobile <laughs> DVD player because yeah. we can't do anything. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just way too too choppy out there. Probably oh, yeah. hurt. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Damn. Yeah. And after that, I did a month's worth of leave because I had it saved up so much. I went home and spent time with the family. Awesome. And then was off to Bahrain. Um, I know you and I work together a bit here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was actually kind of cool because it was kind of a culture shock for me because. Oh, for sure. Being in Gitmo, it's like you can't leave the base unless you're going off island, whereas in Bahrain, it's like, yeah, you can leave. Just gotta have a valid uh, or you know, up to date uh, cat card, and yeah, you know, yeah, can't be restricted to the base, anything like that. And yeah, it was, it was definitely, <laughs> I, I didn't like, I wouldn't necessarily say that I enjoyed it, but I'm glad yeah. I got to experience that and and see what, you know, gave me an appreciation for, you know, living in the U.S. <laughs> and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, so how long did you, cause then that would have been the end of your contract. You finished up your contract in Bahrain. So how long were you there for? Uh, about a year. Okay. And yeah. yeah. Same yeah. here. I failed my my third P, PRT and I was just like, oh, it's, that's okay. That's like, yeah. but it's like, I also had to go in for a few medical things and uh, it's like, yeah. I, turns out I have sleep apnea. Uh, and for all the years I'd been in and back into my early teens, I didn't have a CPAP because I didn't realize that. Oh, I got that CPAP in Bahrain and uh, I, slept. I still have that thing and I still use it. So, oh, yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About that thing, like all of a sudden you're not, not breathing, tired all the time. Like, yeah. It's oh, gosh. I woke up with headaches because... every morning. No one told me that's not normal. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know any better, so. Yeah, why Why would you, you know, yeah. what would, yeah, unless you do a sleep study, like, how would you know you need a sleep apnea machine? Like, the symptoms Definitely. don't seem to be very, uh, very obvious, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, glad, yeah. glad you got that figured out, and uh, 
start getting some treatment. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, so you're there for for about a year. Uh, so you get out of there what like spring of 2013 or what's what's the yeah timeline it's like June of 2013. Fire no, yeah, yeah, about June of 2013, something like that. Okay, so you're probably right about to... the same time as me. We were just in different sections, probably. So I don't, I don't remember. And uh, so yeah, the I had to get on that flight and the airport in Bahrain, like as we were leaving, it was really weird. weird. It was, yeah, you could go buy bottles of liquor and there was like, you'd go to the, there's a cigar shop, the whole thing's a humidifier. And I should have bought a couple of cigars. I I should have just like, yeah, because even though I was in Guantanamo, Cubans cigars were um, quote unquote illegal. Right. Right. Yeah. So it was like, oh, shit okay <laughs> yeah i that was yeah that was a crazy thing like bahrain out in town you could just get cuban cigars it was not a big deal and yeah. uh i tried them and then i realized at that point i'm like oh i don't know anything about cigars like i don't know why i'm why i'm doing this but it's just kind of like the novelty of it you know it was enticing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just saying like yeah i bought a couple of cubans so what <laughs> yeah yeah not not a big deal right yeah yeah that was that was kind of interesting all the, yeah. all the, stuff yeah. they the flight there. back was pretty easy, um, except when we got to Kuwait. So we had to stop there, oh, pick up some right. people. And the landing gear, something was faulty with the landing gear oh, when shit. we landed. So it was like I was sitting in the waiting in that waiting area for like hours. And then they're like, OK, uh, everybody, you're going to go to the main desk and they're going to get you a voucher for a uh, hotel room. You're going to have to come back tomorrow or it was like later on today at this point. So they're yeah. like, we have a problem. And I was like, okay. So I go eh, crap uh, and get the voucher, go sleep and come back and get to the plane like 15 minutes before they were like done boarding. Mm-hmm. Just because the line was so long. And I'm like, I do not want to have to stay another night here. Yeah. And, yeah. Why would you want yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. And then the out processing when we got to Norfolk, Virginia was pretty nice, but I had the weirdest time. I got to, um, where did I get to? It wasn't New York. It was somewhere on the East coast. And then I was, it was JFK or I forget where. And then it's like, okay, I need to go to this to get this. Was it connected with this flight? And they're like, Oh, that's in another airport. <laughs> like, Oh, what? Okay, so how do we, how do I get there? I don't have a car. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? So they're like, "We'll get you a shuttle," and I was like, "Oh, okay, um, cool." Wow. I get and get there, and then I have to fly to Virginia and get another get a taxi to um, get a taxi to the base. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh! And then I get to the out processing area and. They asked me like why I didn't come in yesterday. It's like because of this, and they're like, "Well, we'll have to dock you a day of leave." I'm like, "Fine. I, I, how do you want me to call you?" Yeah. What do you want me to do here? <laughs> yeah, uh, the Navy's yeah. so absolutely stupid and petty and ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, you know. But I was like, I don't care. And there, then she's like, "Okay. Um, also, it's I forget what it was. It was some holiday." So you got a three-day weekend. You don't have to show up until Tuesday. It's like, awesome. Sweet. So I 
yeah, so I enjoyed myself. Um, I was there for about three, four weeks, something like oh, that. That long. Yeah, but as soon as I got out, I was like, "Okay, where's my ticket? I'm going home." <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Time to yeah. time to bounce. Yeah, I did not show up. I was like, so they got me a direct flight to my hometown. There's a little airport on the north end of town. Okay. So I got a little puddle jumper and they flew me there. And my grandparents picked me up, dropped me off back home. And awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically my Navy career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Get to, you know, nice little, little homecoming. So did you have, uh, have a plan for when you got out, what you're going to do or? Just kind of. Well, I kind of did. Um, Jerry Bonham, uh, you, you might remember. Yeah, him. yeah. I'm still friends with him. I talk, oh, cool. I talk to him as much as I can. He was my mentor, and he was asking me, "What do you think about what do you want to do when you get out?" I was like, "I don't know, man. Uh, definitely not police work. I'm not really mentally built for it." So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's like, "Have you ever thought about going into the culinary industry?" And I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it. I was like, well, I like food. I'm always interested to learn more about it. For sure. In fact, I got addicted to shawarma in place. There's a shawarma place here in town. And it's good, but it's not like what they did in Bahrain. So it's like. How can you beat Bahrain food, man? Like I still. can't. You can't. Cause it, and it wasn't just like authentic, like Middle Eastern and Bahraini food. Like people don't realize you had so many third country nationals. You had Indians, Thai, you know. Like you got like food, the real stuff, and uh, man, the Thai food I've just never had any that good since. It's yeah. but yeah, shawarma. <laughs> back to back to culinary pursuits. Yeah. So I um so I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And there was like two paths I could take. I could get into a big restaurant and work with the chef, and I was like, that's kind of cool, but. I get a lot of on-the-job training, but yeah, you're going to be dealing with a lot of stuff going very fast. And I was like, I'm not, not really sure I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me go to culinary school, learn some skills, learn some stuff that yeah. most people are not going to learn. And then, mm-hmm. but when I got home, I kind of just laid around for about seven months. So <laughs> I, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. But when I finally got to go to culinary school, I, um, I had a few choices when it came to that. Mm-hmm. So the close, the closest one was in Sacramento. Okay. So it was about a two hour drive. Yeah. yeah. And my, one of my buddies from the Navy was also going to a culinary school down in Sacramento. So I thought, perfect. Yeah. And uh, so um, <clears throat> there was Le Cordon Bleu and the Art Institute. Okay. We went to Le Cordon Bleu first because Le Cordon Bleu sound, it is culinary. Yeah. And it looked like a nice place, but then we asked, is this a full-time school? So oh, can I get yeah. full-time credit? That's important. And they're like, no, it's part-time. I was like, it looks cool, but I'm not really sure I can handle the job along with doing all this schoolwork. Oh, yeah, and yeah. So, Huge consideration. So I was like, because I'm going to use my GI Bill, I'll get BAH and all that. So we yeah. went to the Art Institute, and they were like, yeah, you can get full-time here. You're going to be working with other people for who are going for – fashion for design web design all of that yeah i was like so basically i'll have more of a networking thing going yeah yeah so i was like yeah let's go i'm gonna go here 
Mm-hmm. And of course, they took the GI Bill, and I, I did not expect to do well. I was not a good student in high school, junior high. Well, not, I was not a bad student. It's just it was difficult for me to focus because you have hour-long classes with three yes. hours of homework after, at the end. So it's like, yeah, that doesn't fit together. But right, oh, man. After my first quarter at uh, the Art Institute. I got told, hey, you made honor roll. Awesome, like, man. Oh, that's what? great. <laughs> Amazing when you I, go to I, school for something you actually want to do, how well you can, yeah. how much you can see. And yeah, throughout that time, I learned so many cool techniques. And I um, learned a sub uh, category that I want to pursue one day. Mm-hmm. So we learned, a, so we had to take some wine classes and I thought that's cool. So don't have a car, so I don't drive. I just walk to and from school. So perfect. I, but then we were asking one of our guys, it was a Marine vet. He was like, Hey, is there, cause we know the sommelier is a expert for wine. They know how to pair stuff. And we were like, Hey, is there anything for beer in a similar category? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, You know, I don't know. Let's look it up. So it's called a Cicerone. And it's in the same style of category. So you would taste beer and you would know, yeah, this goes well with a, with a steak or this one goes well with this and that. And I was like, cool. If I ever get a chance to, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. So. A Cicerone, I, you said? Yeah, Cicerone. Okay. So Cool. I learned and, a new word today. <laughs> cool. And I started dating in college. Um uh, beautiful young woman who um is my ex now but oh. turns out she was also from chico oh. and she lived right across the river from me or the, the channel and i was like wow yeah we started dating and um when she graduated about a year before i did because uh. she was going for um her associate's degree i was going for my bachelor's degree right and, okay uh, so I started getting like the courage to like finally ask her to marry me. I bought a ring and oh wow, man! So ready to take the plunge. Uh, I I was ready to take the plunge, and when I graduated, I was like, "That's where I want to propose to her." Not on stage in front of thousands of people. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. But afterwards, um, yeah, I went. We're taking pictures. I got down on one knee and asked her to marry me. She said yes. And, um, yeah, stuff just started going downhill after that. And, Uh, and, yeah, we just kind of drifted apart. And, uh, was it three years ago we broke up? And, yeah, man, I'm sorry. We're still on, we're still, still on speaking terms. We're still on good terms, but we're just like, we're done emotionally. And I was like, that's, that's okay. Yeah. I, I understand. Uh, I appreciate the years I put in, and I'm glad she was in my life for the time she was. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's definitely hard, you know. Date, you know, having a relationship as a student, especially when one stops the student journey, but the other continues it. I mean, yeah, the disparity makes it really, really tough to to stay together. Uh, definitely. Yeah. But um. Yeah, after school, like, and I take I've taken on some debt with uh, a loan because my, my uh, Ed, well, what happened was my uh, was it my uh, 
the head of my department had forgotten I'm a vet. Uh, so I'm getting money by, you know, going to school full time. Sure. So I had to take a couple of online classes and the online class was only for half the quarter. So I didn't uh, get the full amount. So I was kind of freaking out because I'm like, instead of getting $1,800 for the month, I got 600 I Yeah, was like, that's that a huge my difference. Rent. Yeah. Yeah. So I shouldn't have done this because like a week after or, you know, a few days after the, um, was the VA sent me money mm -hmm. to supplement that. Oh, okay. Oh, crap. But I took out a $5,000 loan to, um, to just make sure that I could survive. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes and sense. I apologized to my uh, renting company that I was like, it's going to be late. I will get you a rent or a, I'll get you a, what is it? The check or whatever it is. Yeah. And I will hand it to you personally. Just something came up. Yeah. So yeah, that, so when I got out, I didn't really go into the culinary field uh, immediately and I should have, mm -hmm. but uh, well, I did, I worked for Safeway for about three months in the deli department and Okay. That yeah. was the most stressful time I'd ever had in three months. Slaveway <laughs> is just terrible. Like my my brothers worked for them forever, so yeah, I know firsthand just what a nightmare company they are. <laughs> <laughs> I made some good friends there, but I was like, oh my gosh! And I got out on my birthday. Like I quit on my birthday. I was like, hey, before that two weeks notice. Here you go. Sorry, but yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it and is we, a soul-sucking experience. And, of course, we just got into the Christmas season or around that time, so people are ordering their turkeys and hams, and it's like the full dinner. It's all cooked. It, it's just cold now because we put it in the uh, the walk-in uh, refrigerator. Sure. And people thinking are thinking, like, it's fully cooked. It is fully cooked. It's just not warm. You got to do that yourself. Yeah, you got to heat it up. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I worked for Panda Express for a little bit, um, about mm -hmm. a year. So I did get a little more cooking experience there. But I started having this problem with my hands where it's like all, like all up in here, you'd see like the skin would get red and peel and oh, flake. So I had to go to the hospital. I literally had to go to Enlo, yeah. to the emergency room. And they were like, they call it contact dermatitis. Oh, and, right, right. And of course, then one ER doctor did something that I, my chef in culinary school told me, never listen to a doctor when it comes to nutritional value. Go to a nutritionalist. Yes. He gave me, he had me watch this video about um, gluten. And I was like, Interesting. dude, what the hell? Yeah. So I got this cream for my hands and it worked. Mm -hmm. And but after a year of working for Panda Express, I was, I was like, I'm done. I worked yeah. for a gas station for about almost three years. Oh, wow. And at that time, I was like, I am done working directly with people. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah, we all kind of age out of that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, I started noticing on my left hand, um, just due to the stress from working in that gas station, I started getting warts all over my hands. Oh, like just the stress of dealing with everybody. And yeah, yeah. So finally, um, uh, my, one of my, 
my dad has a Lego store in town after he retired from the New County Sheriff's Office. And I work with him there. Um, but one of his buddies, Nick Roseman, um, who's a chef as well, worked for Sierra Nevada for years, finally became the head chef of a little uh, bar and grill here in town. And mm-hmm. he's a head chef at my current job. He got me a job at the Handlebar, a little bar and grill here in town. And Okay. Within two weeks, all the warts on my left hand had disappeared. They had just gone away. Just all stress, stress. Yeah, I had such a good time working there. Worked there for about a year, Um, but last year, two thousand twenty-two, that was just all of a sudden. Summer came around. All the college students left. All of our regulars went down to the downtown area to their bars that they like to frequent. Uh, I went from five days a week to four days a week. And I was like, no, I've got to pay bills, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, and and, uh, about that time, uh, the new company was hiring. Well, it was a brewery that was a tap room and restaurant that they were opening here in Chico. And I was like, I'm probably not going to get in, but I'll give it a try. It was uh, a farmer's brewing company, tap room and restaurant. Oh, cool. And I was like, I don't (laughs) I know Nick was going there. He was going to be one of their chefs. So I said, why not? I'll throw my hat in. Yeah. Did one awesome. interview and they're like, yeah. Can you work for us? It's like, yeah. Perfect. Dream come yeah. true. They're probably like, what the hell is this guy doing? He's overqualified. <laughs> and you got the art Institute and yeah. yeah. And yeah, I've been doing that for a few years. So I was like, that's great, man. And we've been almost open for a year. My, problem my hands came back and uh, turns out it was the hand soap we were using they have like a chemical in it uh, that was yeah yeah me and another chef burning off layers of skin and then exposing oh, so they had to buy a specific soap for us that okay. we can use and they literally put like tags on it saying this is for cody and tyler do not use <laughs> okay okay well good i'm glad they figured out what the problem was so you're not you yeah. know, constantly subjecting your hands to abuse unnecessary <sighs> neglect wow yeah, yeah. all right they, wow awesome you, okay you've been there about a year so i mean yeah. what uh what all do they have you doing there are you so i'm a cicerone? press cook, right uh i wish <laughs> i do have to go do that course and it's a couple hundred dollars for um Oh, wow. Well, once you get higher and higher, you have to go and then you have to brew your own beer. And so you can like understand the brewing process. And okay. one of these days I'll do it. It's just, it's difficult at the moment. And Oh yeah. Yeah. I, there's a lot to it. And I, I do remember, um, you know, when I was getting out 10 years ago, I was thinking about maybe doing like uh, a brewery course or whatever. And they're like the two that I looked at, there is one at UC Davis, but there's another one in Scotland and uh, but uh but yeah uc davis i mean that's not horrifically far you know yeah. that's uh that's sacramento or two hours for you so uh but yeah that that would be cool if you could get that but yeah it, so what you're doing at the restaurant and brewery sorry well I'm, I'm a prep cook right now um i do run into the dish pit and help them out a little bit here and there yeah um really gotten good at the we make these biscuits for um what is it uh angry prawns Mm -hmm. so they put and like for me it's like i can make them perfect every single time yeah yeah know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and also the salsa we make and for our uh, nachos 
-hmm. we make a salsa, a red salsa, and a green salsa, salsa roja, salsa verde. And I just know how to do it so well. It's like, dude, I, I don't know. And yeah, and it's like I get the chips out and I'll test them, and it's like that needs more salt. Add more salt, and then. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. It, yeah. There's a few other things that I can do really well. Um, what is it? Um, so, yeah, I've made the pulled pork before, and that's really interesting and fun to do. It's But it's like hours of work. You have to oh, yeah. marinate it and then put it in a – just put it in the oven, like wrapped up in tin foil. Yeah, and it it's like a, a two to three hour process. So it's, and it's a low heat. So, yep. So, yeah. Oh, that's great, man. Like, and you're enjoying it and got yeah. upward mobility. Yeah. That's, it's so tough. You know, I don't know. There's a mentality I think that we get in the military where it's just like, whether you're happy or not, you know, this is, this is just how it is. There's not too yeah. much you could do to change it. So you kind of, just go, all right, well, I got to get, I got to get through this, find my fun where I can, but I know, yeah. I know what to expect day in, day out. And, uh, you kind of put like what it is you want to do at the back of your mind. Cause it's irrelevant in the present. And, yeah. uh, and then when you do get out, it's like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. I've never had to, you know, work through this exercise of, of what do I want to do? And, uh, it takes a really long time to, to find your niche or it can anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad you found, found this and doing something that you enjoy and, you know, putting your education to good use too. It's awesome. Yeah. Man. And I'm looking to well, soon, I'm going to talk to my chef about moving up in the company. Like, cause I know yeah. I'm can't stay in the kitchen all my life. It's yeah. Yeah. But, um, what is it? I'm thinking about trying to move up into sales or, you know, being one of the journeymen they have. Cause they, they have them all throughout the North state. Like, of course, I'll have them like drive to like certain bars and certain like places and just talk to the people, basically sell the stuff. And yeah, like I can talk to people if I like, like one-on-one, -on -one. I can like get to yeah. know them. It's like, Hey, you'll like this. And I've had a lot of their beers. So it's like, I can identify like, okay, this one's good for winter. This one's good for summer. Yes. This is a more of a lighter thing that'll, won't get you buzzed but you know it's nice to enjoy with the fellas and yeah. that sort of thing and, oh. yeah. yeah no that's great man yeah definitely i mean even if you know you get into something else that eh, you're not that passionate about there's other areas for you to to get into in advance and you know you'll be the better for it to have done something <laughs> else that's yeah that's great um yeah. well yeah and all right so we've we've gotten all the way from from start to, to finish for, for Cody's life, but you know, someone else who's maybe looking to join the military, what, uh, do you have any advice for them or don't do it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I get to be cynical. That'd probably be my answer nine out of 10 times. Uh, definitely research everything. Um, don't believe everything your recruiter is going to tell you because they're, they're trying to get you in. Exactly. But find a hobby, find something that you like that you can do over and over. For me, it was reading also Lego. And of course, okay. my dad's company there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, find something to do, whether it be going to the gym, reading, writing, 
yeah working with your hands find that do it just to fill in the time because like i still drink but i've really gone down on my drink just because it's no longer fun and it's like i'll have a yeah. couple of drinks right now with the guys or watching a movie but yeah i drank so much in the navy and in high oh. in college and i was like wow yeah <laughs> oh so, yeah i i did too and i i quit a few years ago like like oh this is this is better now that i'm older and slowing down this is more my yeah. speed <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like really it's like for me it's like after work i get like a shift beer and it's like a free beer for and usually that ends up being the only beer i have that day yeah so, and it's like i go home and i'm just like all right it's 11 o'clock in the evening i'm tired and i don't really want to crack open another one okay i'm good <laughs> yeah yeah good for you man no that's that's all yeah and yeah like you say have a hobby and everything else and, and yeah speaking of hobbies uh have you been you know you talked about you wanted to do some writing have you been doing any any writing in your downtime i did mm -hmm. earlier this year or no yeah late last year something like that cool i really need to get back into it it's just with my schedule being the way it is it's kind of all over the place now yeah but yeah. i do have some ideas for novels and I've started writing them down. So it's like Good. I have something on paper. Yeah. It's just I need to actually write it. Yeah. That's exciting, man. I, I hope that you uh you keep working on the writing aspect of stuff and uh keep trying trying new stuff. Try uh try, 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 man. Oh I, definitely. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good good lesson. If you don't know what you want to do, like try something. What what's the worst you're gonna do? You're gonna you know it's not gonna Fail. work out. Yeah. Hey, there's a few yeah. more bullet points on your resume of stuff that you can, you can do. You just might not spark to, um, leverage that into something else. But yeah, uh, oh, that's awesome, man. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your experiences because I think, you know, once once we wound up in Bahrain, it was like you kind of knew some of the guys. You know, for the most part, it's like okay, they had one command before this. You know, maybe. Yeah. Of course, I knew all the Washington guys. Uh, you know, the Kings. Kings Bay guys. Um, and I think, you know, I knew that you came from Gitmo, but I didn't know you were from Chico until an hour ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, he was just a couple hours north of me. That's crazy. Uh, you know, small, yeah. they say it's a small Navy and it really is. Um, yeah. So that's, that's awesome, man. Well, Cody, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, don't want to keep you because I know you got uh, an important, uh, was it festival to get to? Yeah, the NorCal Celtic Festival. So, awesome. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, have have a have a great time. Take a lot of pictures. Um, oh, definitely. But uh, but yeah, because it's a podcast, I try to ask if there's anything you want to plug or, or promote. Um. <laughs> well, of course, my dad's business, but. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, what's the name of it again? Uh, Brian's Bricks. Okay. So my dad, after he retired, mom said. You can't sit around the house. You need to find a fucking you need to find a fucking hobby. So you know, <laughs> she has like, advice since too. he's my step. Yeah, so being that she's he's my stepfather, he and I bonded over Lego, and uh, uh, after that, he started doing Lego as a hobby, and all of a sudden, the past seven years, he's been. Uh oh. May have lost uh, you there for a second. Okay, yeah, he's past seven years. He's he's been doing the business. 
All right. Well, I uh, think I don't know what's going on with the connection right now, but uh, I'll put a link of that in the description and um, hit you up for uh, oh. the link to your restaurant, and I'll I'll put that in the uh, in the YouTube description as well. Promote you guys, but uh, but yeah, Cody. Again, thanks right. so much for coming on, man, and uh, have a great rest of your Saturday.